Happy Friday, everyone. I'm Brian Colbert Kennedy, and this is Important Not Important, Science for People Who Give a Shit. The newsletter features the most important science news, how to think about it, and what the hell you can do about it. Hit subscribe right now so you get this audio newsletter every Friday, plus our conversations with the smartest people in the world every Monday, and sometimes Tuesday. You can find the digital version and links to everything at importantnotimportant.com slash newsletter or right from your show notes. It's Friday, December 10th, 2021. One of Quinn's children's favorite games to play at 6.44 a.m. is to blast All I Want for Christmas is You in the kitchen while imploring him to correctly time his imaginary sleigh bells to the song's first sleigh bells just once. And yet... Despite nearly two decades of performing a long time ago in a variety of well-regarded percussion sections across the country, Quinn has failed every single time. What is most frustrating and redeeming is their relentless belief in him and at such an early hour. Anyways, a new report says Americans care less about who produced the news than who shared it with them. So please forward along today's newsletter to someone who could use it while Quinn works on his bells. Hey, last week's most popular action step was ordering the lentil underground. Huzzah! This week summarized Biden's executive orders, what Omicron means for you, the future of coffee farmer migration, telehealth lobbying on the rise, and China's queer internet is being erased. Reminder, you can read this issue on the website or you can listen to it on the podcast. Together with Terra.do. Terra.do is a collection of very cool people that we adore, but it's also a climate learning, network, and careers platform that is on a mission to get 100 million people to work on solving climate change by 2030. Their flagship course, Learning for Action, is a 12-week program that digs deep into the climate landscape, including the science, the impacts, and solutions in mitigation, adaptation, and carbon capture. The objective is to help skilled individuals to transition their career to climate solutions that best suit their skill set and passion. You can apply for the Learning for Action program today by clicking the link in the newsletter. Do better, better. Because there are so many of us, because we are more connected than ever, because we have come so far in such a short amount of time using every available resource, because our planet's not really all that big in the grand scheme of things, and because we built it all on the back of one giant pile of crushed up fossils that can power cars and turn into Tupperware, but also happen to make the air unbreathable, the make or break issues we face are nearly comprehensive and linked together. Climate and the climate crisis we've created, for example, touch everything, revealing enormous inequitable complexities, inputs, outputs, and levers. It's a clusterfuck that turns a lot of newcomers off, and understandably so. As my favorite economist is fond of sharing, success then requires a quantifiable mission that is tangible and crystal fucking clear. Past successful examples include land man on moon and bring him home safely. There's not a lot of wiggle room there, as Tom Hanks later found out. Once the mission is clearly defined, we can finally account for externalities we've long ignored. We can take on those complexities from climate finance to clean fertilizer, from uncapped wells to wood stove air pollution, measuring any systemic overhauls, processes, and milestones against it. This process offers the largest economic opportunity in history, but to be clear, it requires literally everyone to participate. But that means we can take the same principle and dial it down to every person, business, and institution on the planet as action begets action. There isn't a single complex project that wouldn't benefit from a mission-oriented approach as we all seek to do better, better. What's yours? In climate change news, Biden buys a bajillion electric cars. U.S. President Joe Biden this week signed a plethora of executive orders to eventually make the federal government carbon neutral, including buying EVs, renewable energy, and using green building materials. If you're wondering where the Build Back Better Act is, you're not alone. 
Once the infrastructure bill was decoupled from BBB and passed, any negotiating leverage predictably disappeared, despite the promises of the president and, quote, moderates. With it went any momentum to get the bigger BBB, Climate Kids and Care Act, done. Weird, I know. So Biden is like a whole hell of a lot of presidents before him, FDR, wow, using the power of the executive branch to kickstart whatever progress he can make. It'll be effective in the short term because there isn't a comparable checkbook like the federal government's. We have to replace every car on the planet and retrofit every building, so procurement's going to go a long way, even if these orders leave out the Department of Defense. In the long term, and like any executive order, the next president can simply cancel it. For now, we'll take it. Your action step? We're nowhere near done fighting for the Build Back Better Act and significant climate action. Use Call for Climate to demand your representative keep fighting too. And then think about how your company can use procurement to help advance electrification too. In COVID news, what Omicron means as of today. All right, let's do this. Omicron is here. So how is your vaccine going to hold up? Here's what we know so far. And please remind your friends, science is a process, not an outcome. And thanks to Sam for the fact check. It's probably about 40 times more difficult for your antibodies to neutralize Omicron than previous popular variants. But that ignores the power of T-cells, think Boba Fett or, sure, the Expendables, which team up with your antibodies to rally against infection. As the Atlantic's Catherine J. Wu put it this week, T-cells, fuck yeah. Also, as much as long COVID is the real deal, endemic cases are going to happen, boosters are widely available, and now to teens too, and vaccinations lose effectiveness in reverse, to infection, then transmission, hospitalization, and death. The real goal is fewer folks in fewer hospitals, whatever the outcome, like the flu. Vaccine makers, wild with profits, are already at work on Omicron-adjusted boosters. Summary, we're nowhere near back to square one, but more people are going to get it and more people might get sick. You're going to hear a lot about surges. It's winter, we're inside more, schools are in, folks are traveling and gathering, but the underlying math hasn't changed. 30-odd mutations makes Omicron different, but it's still the same virus. Masks and tests are going to get us through this. They're proven, they're relatively easy and affordable. And of course, we need to vaccinate 4 billion more people across low-income countries to protect lives, healthcare systems, and against more and more dangerous mutations. The rest of the world needs a safety net, and we're refusing to build one. Your action step? Use Common Cause to call your congresspeople and demand that they hold Moderna and Pfizer accountable for promises to waive vaccine patent rights and transfer their technology to other manufacturers and to boost global production and distribution. In food and water news, the future of coffee farms. The coffee sector traditionally employs 5 million people in Central America, or 10% of the population. But thanks to falling prices, business to Brazil, and Roya, the coffee leaf rust disease, crops have been devastated, and production still handpicked has dropped 10%. What's a smallholder farmer to do? Migrate north. Coffee stalwarts Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala, and Nicaragua are responsible for 15% of the world's Arabica, but migration from those countries to the U.S.-Mexico border peaked in the last year. Even though migration is a last resort for many farmers and their families, we've only seen the tip of the iceberg in the Americas and elsewhere as heat, humidity, and storms increase. Roya, a fungal pathogen, is more likely when conditions are humid, and 2020's two major hurricanes exacerbated crop losses in a poor geography with razor-sharp margins, if any. So your action step? The Coffee and Climate Network is open for private and public partners, NGOs, and academia. Join today. The link is in the newsletter. Do you have an action step to recommend? Just reply to this email or send the deets to questions at importantnotimportant.com and we'll check it out. In health and bio news, more digital access for more folks. COVID's still here. Hi. 
so federal lawmakers haven't bailed on the groundbreaking telehealth game yet. In preparation for that moment, a telehealth supergroup has come together, a la Traveling Wilburys, The Firm, or Run the Jewels, except instead of Tom Petty or Foxy Brown, it's CVS, Amazon, and the American Hospital Association, to defend the lax regulations that enabled you to FaceTime your doctor in LA while you were hiding in your childhood bedroom in Connecticut. The premise of telehealth is cool, allowing for the scenario above, or for Medicare to shell out the same cash for, say, a teledoc appointment as an in-person visit to treat PTSD or for COVID antivirals. But, and I know this will surprise you, access to telehealth has so far been criminally inequitable thanks to a lack of awareness, broadband, and digital education. From STAT, in 2020, Black patients were less likely to access telehealth services than white patients. Telehealth accounted for 5.3 of white patients' visits compared with 4.7 of Black patients and 6.2 for Hispanic patients. The data, which was compiled by the Department of Health and Human Services, is further limited because it only represents usage by people older than 65, which may be different from the trends among younger patients. So clearly, any data used in lobbying efforts is limited at best. 2021's data is still to come as we're still slogging through it, but hopefully it'll be more inclusive and actionable. Your action step? Read up on H.R. 3447, the Permanency for Audio-Only Telehealth Act, introduced earlier this year, and ask your doctor what measures they're taking to ensure equitable access. In beep-boop news, China's queer internet is being erased. Behind China's great firewall, queer profiles and groups are being censored and usually later banned entirely, leaving members disconnected from one another, unable to relate, and unable to organize. Queer groups in China have a long but murky history— from rest of the world, quote, since the early days of the internet, queer Chinese people have gravitated online, first to connect under the safety of anonymity and later to organize. For decades, China's queer community has been faced with a central government that seems to neither support or actively oppose LGBTQI people, local governments that refuse to register organizations, and state agencies that call to ban queer content and effeminate depictions of males. The internet was, by nature, muddy and borderless, a place where ambiguity worked in the queer community's favor. The struggle has worsened. Things that were acceptable to speak about online before can now open you up to attack. It's not just LGBTQI issues in May's view. Anything rights-related is now a target. Your action step? Get some context and read the entire article. We have the uh, link in the newsletter. Uh, It's courtesy of the fantastic rest of the world. Confession. I am admittedly bereft of a measurable action step that we can take here on the other side of the Great Firewall besides any sort of symbolic solidarity. If you want to reply to this email and share any constructive ideas, that'd be great. Things from the notebook. More than half of high-impact cancer lab studies can't be replicated. At-home COVID tests are great, but the more we use them, the less information health agencies have. Rohingya refugees are suing Facebook for $150 billion over hate speech. Biotech is all the rage, but hedge funds are getting crushed. Battery prices have plummeted for years. Now the hard part and hard questions starts. Omicron has revealed how uneven global genomic sequencing is. These are the major fashion brands linked to deforestation in the Amazon. Sure, biomass is some dangerous bullshit, but how bad is it really? Singapore was a tech utopia. Now it's a surveillance state? Son of a... The huge opportunity and rush to build a smart new grid. Extra, this is New Zealand's plan to eventually ban all cigarette sales. Hell yes. Let's talk important jobs for a second. Every week, we share featured roles from important jobs right here in the newsletter. Hiring and want to get your open role in front of our community? Submit a featured role for free by clicking the link in the newsletter. This week, GiveDirectly is looking for a senior manager of operations. 
Run for Something is looking for a community manager and director of communications. Anja Health, looking for their chief of staff. And the Childhood Cancer Data Lab is looking for an engineer and a data scientist. You can browse more than 100 open roles or list your own for free at importantjobs.com. There's some important guests in the news. Dr. Omar Akbari says we could use CRISPR for pathogen detection. James Rogers says we should think of food waste as an unacceptable, invisible tax on the entire food system. Bob Inglis shares his story about voting for climate action and promptly getting kicked out of Congress for it. Jessica Cisneros might be the future of the Democratic Party. Here's why she's running again. And Representative Lauren Underwood shared the stage with Vice President Kamala Harris to share context and actions on maternal mortality. All right, that's the news for this week. Hit subscribe right now so you get next week's analysis straight to your feed. To go deeper on any of the news or find your action steps, just go to importantnotimportant.com slash newsletter. Thank you so much for being a part of our community and thanks for giving a shit. Have a great weekend.